Hi there! This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the Word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's Word and the ministry of the Spirit. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Father, Lord, it is time. Take a hold of my lips. In the name of Jesus, as you have assured me in Psalm 45, He said, Grace is poured upon my lips. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak as one that is sent in the name of Jesus. My mouth is the pen of a ready writer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we celebrate Jesus as we sit down, take our seats? God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So let's get started. Let's start from the beginning again. Philemon chapter 1. Praise God. Philemon chapter 1. Some people say Philemon chapter 1. I don't know. <laughs> Philemon chapter 1, verse 6. Wow, powerful scripture. That the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Powerful scripture. That's another scripture I want us to read. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. A popular one as well. Romans 8, 18. Romans chapter 8 verse 18 what does it say for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us verse 19 is where I'm going to for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestations of the sons of God praise God now 2020 has been a very traumatizing year uh, a very deciding year and personally I believe 2020 um, is a very significant year in many regards I'm sure you've heard that time and time again uh, 2020 stands at the cusp the epicenter and the border of global transformation and kingdom advancement whatever has happened this year is preparing us for another decade because 2020 is not part of the next 10 years 2020 is, is the end of the previous decade 2021 is the beginning of the new decade actually and so all that has happened this year is to prepare us to begin to align our hearts and to um, synchronize our thoughts in readiness for the great exploits you will wrought in the next 10 years that is what has happened and that's why i'm very thrilled that pastor is taking us through this series the goodie bags because you need so many things inside of you to birth the greatness this series taking place in december just before the new year it's very profound. I'm sure it's, it's, it's God put it in the heart of pastor to begin to prepare our minds, prepare our hearts for all that God has packaged for us in the next 10 years. Think about 2030. Think about the kind of exploits you will rot into in the next 10 years. Many of us, I mean, we'll be in our 30s, 40s, in the next 10, in the next, um, by 2030, I'll be 40 years. Praise God. Wow. Akbati <laughs> Bill. Wow. And so all of these sermons, all of these things we are hearing now, they are not just sermons for us to keep in our notes. And that's why it's very important that you always listen to God's word again. I, when I was listening to Optimizer, the Optimizer last night, powerful teaching. Many things I didn't even hear at all when I was seated here. Listen again. These things are very important. As a wild pastor was preaching last week, and that word acknowledge, because I'm a student of English again, God just ministered to me. That acknowledge means to accept knowledge. Ac accept knowledge. And that's why many times in the world, many people 
have listened to many things, but they have not accepted that knowledge. There are different truths, powerful teachings we've heard. We have back all the powerful teachings. Pastor, Pastor Damien has, has been preaching even in a short time, this short church, we have heard so many sounds. But have you sat down to really accept that I know something, but have you accepted that knowledge of what you have? Because there's something called mental ascent. Mental ascent is not faith. Mental ascent is just, okay, I know, okay, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Many of us have quoted that scripture endlessly. If I give you a gift now, and I say, this belongs to you, have you accepted that gift to say yes? This is it. When, so when we talk about acknowledging, you have to, there's a knowledge you have. That, of course, everybody, I'm sure you know John 3.16. You know Colossians and all the prayers we've prayed, all the Pauline prayers. But it takes a deliberate effort to accept that knowledge. I said, it's, it's intentional. It's a deliberate thing. Yes, I accept this gift. God, God is giving you a gift. The Bible is, is a treasure of gifts, promises. And so when we say meditate on scriptures, it is a deliberate attempt to what? Accept that knowledge. And I found out that the reason why many people find it hard, one of the reasons, some of the reasons why people find it hard to accept knowledge, that's what I want to talk about today. I, want, I found out the reason. And Pastor hinted it again last week. You know when he says, your mind, or rather how did he put it? He said your spirit, is the, the spirit of the Holy Spirit is the vents to your spirit. Remember that we heard it in the, and then the spirit of your own spirit is the vents to your your soul, your mind, and then your mind is the vents to your what your body, and your body is the vents to your what to your mouth. It's all traceable to your mouth, okay? And so I found out that the reason why many people find it hard to accept knowledge is because of the state of their mind, that soul, the tripartite nature of man. You have your spirit, you have your mind, and you have your body. Your mouth is part of your body. Many of you know that. And so, when you see scripture, and we hear and we talk about all these powerful promises, and you're saying it, ah, check any little show. Let me just say it. Because of the state of your mind, certain things you have not come to accept that knowledge. Acknowledging is powerful. It's not just saying it. We have been saying, we have been, many people have been saying many things for years. I'm the clinical, I'm the clinical. But, if you don't look at the state of your mind, remember your mind is the one giving vents to your spirit. If your mind does not get it, and you are saying it's a conscious thing. There's a scripture in Proverbs, I can't find it now, that wicked people, they sit down and they customize evil. In my own words, they customize evil to do. I don't know how people, how many of you have watched series, all those interesting series, Games of Thrones, all of that. Imagine Pastor Torona, all those games we played yesterday, he sat down, imagined it. All of those things. That's, how, that's what you should do with scripture. You take scripture intentionally. You put it in your mind. And the blocker is in your mind. And that's what I want to talk about today. Your mind. Your mind is very important. And so, for example, when we... How many of you know the different telecommunication agencies we have in Nigeria? I'm sure you know. Some of you use them, MTN, you know. They want to call some names. Let me advertise them cheaply. Call, use. <laughs> you have to pay me to advertise them. <laughs> different telecommunication agencies and all of that and um, for example I was in Abuja two weeks ago and one of these powerful uh, people are always uh, everywhere you go this network is there but the network failed me there I was surprised Kilo Shelley and I mean I was watching the experience some uh, the experience of you watch the experience very powerful time and your data is very important I'm not sure you have data what is happening online is always online you know that right you can only access it if you have data and your data has to be strong otherwise you just be hanging 
just a buffering, buffering. <laughs> You're watching the movies buffering. So, but it is not what is happening there is there. Okay? Internet is always there. Facebook is always there. Instagram is there. The movies are always there. And you are here standing. You want to access it. That internet is your mind. <laughs> Many people, it's the, you have the phone. Quite all right. You have everything and all of that. For example, you want to call your friend. Your friend is in Abuja. Your friend is in Abuja. Your friend is in the US. You can call. You can do everything. But if your network is failing, if your network, if your service provider, your ISP, how many of you know ISP? Your internet service provider is not active. It's failing. You, no matter what you try, you are calling, you are calling. You can even have a thousand credit. You can have a thousand. But if, you don't, if your ISP is faulty, you can't access anything. And that's why many people, they are calling, calling those things that have been up. As though they were. I, I, I pray, I, I speak. You have many things. But there are some blockers in your mind. And this morning, I want to speak about change your ISP. That's my title this morning. In order to, in order to access the goodness that is in you, you have to change your ISP. You have to change your ISP. Remember what pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my thoughts from there. Your mind is the vent. It's the vent to your spirit. That is where if you don't get it right, you can be saying many things. But in order to accept, remember acknowledging is what? Accepting knowledge. In order to accept that knowledge, you have to check some blockers. Let's start. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 2. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, rather. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians 3.20. What does this say? Popular verse of scripture. Change your ISP. Now unto him that is able to do. Exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. Once again now unto him. That is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. The I in ISP is an impossibility mindset impossibility mindset look at that first line god is able to do stay on that <laughs> stay on that many times we are believing god for many things but are you sure that god is able to do that those things god is able to do we doubt the ability of god many times we doubt even though we are believing we trust god you have to come to a place where you deal with an impossibility mindset. And we're going to be looking all through scripture. Some people that had this kind of impossibility mindset. Faith feeds on the impossible. Whenever you see anything that is impossible in the human realm, faith gets excited. And that is how God wants us to be. An impossibility mindset is a blocker to accepting the knowledge of the goods, goodies that are in you. That's the, and remember the example of the phone call. If you have an impossibility mindset, you already think that this is not, this can, let me just say it. But inside of you, as you are giving vent to it or you are saying it, impossibility mindset is blocking it. Blocking it. So it is, it is very important that you know that, look, you have to work on that I. Impossibility mindset. Okay, thank you. Hello? Okay, praise God. So impossibility mindset. And we're going to be looking at two characters in the scripture um, let's start from Luke 1 Luke 1 impossibility mindset so I'm hoping that by the time I'm done 
impossibility mindset will be. And I'm tell you how we nullify an impossibility mindset. Luke chapter 1 from verse 11. Luke 1 11. Uh, that's Zechariah in scripture. If you read from the beginning, there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. And the angel said unto him, and so on and so on. The angel prophesied, verse 15, for it shall be great, said so many powerful things about the child. Many of the children of Israel shall turn and all of that. Look at verse 18. Look at verse 18. And Zechariah said unto the angel, whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answered, said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and I'm sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. As said, Behold, thou shalt be dumb, that shall not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Okay? Now, that is Zechariah. I want to do some comparing and contrasting. Let's jump to verse 37. Or rather, verse 26. Verse 26. This is the same angel appearing to Mary. 26. What does it say? And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. And so on and so forth. And the angel came in unto her, verse 28, and said, Hail thou, thou that are highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind. What manner of salutation is this? And he just said unto her, Fear not, Mary. You have found favor. Prophesied. Said many things to her. And look at verse 20, 37. Look at verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Right? Look at verse 38. Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Look at, what she, look at the questions she asked in verse uh, 34. I want to draw some things here. Verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Wasn't that the same question that Zechariah asked? Similar question. So why did the angel strike one dumb and praise Mary and say, Ah, bless her, you, you get it. Why? Who has the answer to that? <laughs> because there are some questions you ask that are coming from an impossibility mindset. The question that Zachariah asked was coming from There are some questions we ask. You can ask questions genuinely, but you have to ask faith-filled questions. That was the question, and you will see it there. The angel told Zachariah, look, you don't believe me. How do I know? Look at what he says here. He says, because you did not believe. He said, look at, look at verse... Uh, It says verse 26. Okay, now let me, let me move up a bit. From verse 20. Verse 20. Look at what it says in verse 20. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Because what? Thou believest not on my words. So, same question, oh, Zechariah. How shall these things be? I'm an old man. Valid question, right? Um, um, same thing, Mary. How shall these things be? And so maybe in your life you are asking, how shall these things be? You should be asking those things with scriptures. Lord, you promised this thing. You promised me these things. How shall this thing be? You should not have doubt in the ability of God. Zachariah doubted the ability of God when he was asking those questions. He doubted that, ah, how can these things be? And he, 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 he didn't believe he was going to be, it was going to happen. And that's why when the angel told Mary, the angel now said, look at what he says in verse 37. 37, he says what? 
for with God nothing shall be impossible this is a mindset you have to have in order to remove that blocker that mindset of impossibility with God nothing shall be impossible anything you are believing God for no matter how long it takes starting point with God that's not you your eye remember your network provider it's, it, everything is possible and how do you get to this place where you believe everything is possible because if you look at Zachariah he was a priest he should have known better it had happened before Abraham he should have consulted that story in the past Abraham I mean several years Sarah was not was buried but it happened if you consult scripture and that's why the angel struck him to be struck him down because if you look at scripture there are evidences that show you for Mary she should have even doubted I'm a virgin this has not happened before do you see that connection but for Zachariah you could have consulted the past look, I look at Abraham it's possible that question should not even have been asked because if you are studying scripture you see examples of possibilities and that's why when you are studying scripture you are expanding your capacity you're expanding your experiences do you get that so impossibility mindset very important how do you destroy an impossibility mindset by studying on God's Word I remember one time when I was studying scripture I gathered all the promises of God all the miracles of God in the Bible every miracle I researched it online every single miracle from Genesis to Revelation I was studying it for for, for two months studying when you read those things how God parted the Red Sea how God how God caused rain I mean water to be in the ditch without 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 um, without rain falling they just woke up and saw powerful how God <laughs> multiplied the loaves those things help you to develop a possibility mindset that look nothing is impossible when it comes to God anything is possible so how you develop that is by what expanding your capacity study scriptures look at the promises of God for example another thing I do is to look at promises in Isaiah God likes to boast a lot about himself do you know who I am <laughs> God does a lot of that in scripture especially in Isaiah I'm the one that flung the stars in the sky I'm the one that did this I study those things I'm the one say don't doubt me believe me remember these things are blockers if you don't have a possibility mindset if you think that this thing is not gonna happen it won't happen no matter anything you say and so we have to be able to work on our minds It's a mindset thing remember the scripture God is able to what do so number one thing is what an impossibility mindset in closing that let's look at Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27 a scripture I don't want us to forget at all Jeremiah 32 verse 27 and this was a major issue that the Israelites had they just could not believe it was possible for them to get to the promised land they, I mean Hebrews 3 Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4 talks talks about them extensively they just could not believe Jeremiah 32 verse 27 what does it say behold I am the Lord the God of all flesh is there anything too hard for me <laughs> in English language there's something called rhetorical questions I'm sure you all know that rhetorical question he doesn't need an answer God is saying this to you today anything you have been and no matter how long no matter how wide no matter how deep is there anything too hard for me God is asking you that question anything you want to believe you want anything 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 so let's have that mindset deal with an impossibility mindset very it's very subtle you can be emphasizing you can be confessing and quoting but do you believe that this thing can happen do you believe that God can actually do it <laughs> that's how you accept knowledge once you come into a place where you know it is possible I can get it 
I, I know it. God can do it. And you come to that place by meditating on scriptures. You say, ah, this has happened. You don't only meditate on scriptures and promises and miracles in the Bible. Look at the testimonies of people around you. There are many testimonies, powerful testimonies. I mean, just you know, look at read online. Powerful people that are 60 year old give back to triplets. Powerful things, powerful things. That's how you deal. Remember, the word of God breaks the rock, it's like hammer, breaks the rock into pieces. Impossibility mindset is a rock, a rock inside of a heart. We have to break it as you're acknowledging those things. You have to break those things so you can gain access to the portals of your goodies. Praise God. Impossibility mindset. Do we believe now that you have a possibility mindset? Praise God. Second one now. Second one. Let's go. Ephesians. Still Ephesians 3 verse 2. Ephesians 3 verse 20 rather. Ephesians 3 20. What does that scripture say again? God is able to do. <laughs> exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or think. Ask or think. We determine how large our mind is. We can know rather how large our mind is by the things we are asking for or the things we are thinking about. The thing you are thinking about now, the thing you are asking God for, the thing you are believing God for tells me how large your mind is. So the S there is what? A small mindset. A small mindset. Hmm. Psalm 2 verse 8. It says, ask of me and I shall give you the hidden for your inheritance and the uttermost part of the earth for your possession. Many people are asking God for things that are beneath his CV, beneath his grade, beneath his ability. God wants to do more than what we're asking. But what has happened is that our minds are small. <laughs> Remember the story? Let's, let's look at this story. Uh, let's look at this story in the book of John. John chapter 5. John chapter 5 verse 1 and 9. John chapter 5 verse 1 and 9. Uh, 1 to 9. There was a man at the pool of Bethesda. Verse 3. Let's go to verse 3. In this lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind heart. An angel, verse 4, went down at a certain season into the pool. Troubled the water. Let's jump to verse 6 because of time. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said to him, would that be made whole? The impotent man said, answered him, I have no man. Can you see a small mindset there? I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me into the pool. Look at the question. Will that be made whole? But his small mindset is saying, he, he had limited himself. Like, this is the only way things can happen. And that's what happens. You, be, you just think, you have already orchestrated the pattern in your head. Those are small thinking, small mindset. God has a thousand ways to do one thing. One, that one thing you are believing God for. You can only see one way. That. But God has a thousand ways. A thousand ways. So God told this man, rise up. I'm not talking about a pool staring or anything. No. I am the one telling you to do this now. If God didn't do if Jesus didn't do it that way, he could have done it another way. They are, I mean, I'm sure you've read through scripture when God wanted, when Jesus wanted to um, heal the blind eyes and all of that. He didn't do it the same way. Some, sometimes he, he put uh, speed. Sometimes he said, do this one. Just put your eyes. Different ways. God is creative. And so we should not box God in our thinking to say, this is how it's going to happen. Maybe by the time I join the PowerPoint tribe, another two, three months. But God can come and your eye. No. Small mindset. A small mindset. How did I say? How, what do I say? I say, a small mindset 
limits the ability of God. A small mindset limits the ability of God. And that's why we have to study scriptures. And I'm saying this repeatedly. You have to see the ability of God. Because it is when you study scriptures and you have a bandwidth of experiences that you can ask for bigger things. For example, think about a man, a, a young, I mean, for example, was this time this young guy, I said, ah, do you, are you into graphics? He said, yes, ah, I do graphics. I, ah, okay, send me some of your work. And I saw it, I said, hey, graphics only lay. But he was, he was proud of what he was doing. He thought he was fantastic, brilliant. I said, wow, this guy has not seen Pastor graphics. <laughs> so certain times you don't know how, you don't know how very elementary the things you're asking or the things you are doing until you put it in contrast to some higher stuff and the higher stuff is the word the higher stuff is what god wants to do our small mindset is limiting us yeah i'm doing very well i'm doing very well but when god shows you the possibilities ah and that's why when people praise me ah you're doing what i said no i'm not because the more you study scripture the more you say ah, i've not i've not attained look at paul i've not i've not gotten there yet you have not, you have not even, you have not scratched the surface of what God wants to use you to accomplish in this earth. You have not gotten there. So small thinking. Look at Abraham in um, Genesis chapter 15 verse 1. Let, let's not read there. What, what was he saying? God said, I will do this to you. I will say, Abraham said, look, what shall you give to me? I don't have a child. God said, no, leave that one. That is a small mindset. <laughs> What's, and that's why many times we're always asking, what shall you give me? If you look at that scripture, what shall you give me? Seeing I have no child, and this one is my Eliaza. Can you come? Can you come? Many times we're asking for things. We're asking for things that are beneath. But God is saying, Look, I want to make you a great nation. It's not about a child now. Small thinking will make you ask for small things. Small mindsets will make you ask for things that God will say, Oh, you are not ready yet. When you think at my level, you access what, are you, what you want to access. When you think at my level, when you think at my perspective, I mean, PD was here, he preaches extensively about these things. If you have a small mindset, you can't enter into the promises of God. Because God, what God wants to do is not just about you. It's connected to other people. And so God wants you, wants you to expand your capacity. God wants you to have a large heart that is able to receive, receive, receive the things that he wants to dish across. Small mindset. And so when you are confessing, acknowledging, acknowledging, God is saying these things you are acknowledging. The mindset behind it is small. The mindset you have it is behind it is small. You have to enlarge your capacity. And that's why when we're talking about the shift, Isaiah 54, enlarge your capacity. Your stakes, let them run deep. The reasons for why you want that blessing cannot be a simple, oh, because I want to be comfortable. Because I want, no, those are small, small thinking. Small mindset will limit, it will limit you from accepting that knowledge. You will just see ah, something is blocking you. It's not entering. It's not entering. Small mindset. So don't always be saying, what will you give me? What will I get? More than what you want to get is what you want to become. God wants you to become something. I will make you a great nation. I don't want to give you just a house. I want to give you a car. I want to give you... No! I want you to become a great nation. Look at Abraham. We're still talking about him 100 years after now. Since we've been talking about him. God made him a great nation. And so we have to amplify our perspective. A small mindset will limit you from accepting that knowledge. You just begin to say, ah, this thing, ah, it's, not, it's not entering. Amplify your perspective. Amplify your perspective. And so, um, in amplifying your perspective, one of the things, let's look at Psalm 119 verse 32. 
Psalm 119 verse 32 we should never allow the smallness of our needs limit us from experiencing the bigness of our God we should never allow the smallness of our needs limit us from experiencing the bigness of our God Psalm 119 verse 32 what does it say I will run the way of your commandment when thou shalt enlarge my heart many people are trying to run the way of the commandment but their hearts are not enlarged many things you are trying to do now it's because your heart is not yet enlarged it will become easy if your heart is enlarged can you see what it says I will run many people are trying to run a race trying to do certain things but you are running it from a small mindset God says enlarge your heart some uh, look at what David says it is only when your heart is enlarged your capacity and that scripture is replete with words such as enlarge enlarge your capacity enlarge enlarge don't think small these things are too small psalm 2 verse 8 i will give you the hidden for your inheritance the uttermost part of the earth for your possession do you believe that do you believe god can make you something massive that will become a global phenomenon god can do those things do you believe god for those things so look at it i will run the way of your commandments there are, certain, um, there are certain things you are trusting God. You want to believe God uh, to be able to uh, stay holy, to be able to stay pure, to be able to stay righteous. It's because your heart is not yet enlarged. That you are still falling into some old way of thinking, old thought patterns, old habits. When God enlarges your heart with scripture, meditating on scripture, you'll say, this thing is beneath me. This thing is beneath me. We have to pray. And so in praying about largeness of heart, this is a prayer I've been praying for one year now. Praying. Praying extensively. This is a prayer you have to pray. Look at 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29. I pray this prayer. I pray this prayer a lot. Before 1 Kings, let's look at Numbers 13:33. Numbers 13:33. Let's look at Numbers 13:33. This is this is the Israelite too. This is what a small mindset does. Numbers 13:33. It says, This was when they go and spy the land and they and there we saw the giants this is the report that they brought back the sons of Anak which came of the giants and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so we were in their sight <laughs> can you imagine that? how can you predict how somebody is seeing you it's okay to say oh I see her they are like giants but how can you now tell how they are seeing you look at what it says and so we were in their sight how now small mindset and that's why many of them perished thousands millions of them perished they couldn't access the promised land you have to see many of us are you are believing God for things believing God for powerful things and God puts you you have to bid for a contract and you go there you enter you see Facebook he's bidding for the same contract you see Google bidding for the same contract and you name of your company is <laughs> What name? <laughs> Let me not call any name. <laughs> so it's not the name of anybody's company. And you go there. These are the things. Those are giants. That's the thing they were saying here. I, I entered there like I said, ah, Google, Facebook. What's my lot? <laughs> How is it? Is, am I able to attain? No. Your trust is in God. If you have God, you can get anything, anything, literally anything. Same thing with David. David had a he had a large heart. Seventeen year old man stood in front of a seventeen year old boy stood in front of a giant. All the other people no no large heart. Even in twenty, it's not about your age. A large heart is not about your age. You can become I mean like 20, 17, 16 year old people doing massive stuff. Large heart. That is the kind of heart God wants us to have. Because David saw um, Goliath. Say who is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> That's, that's, that's the heart. 
courage, boldness, expansion of heart. And so look at what the, look, look at the prayer. I always pray here. Let's pray this prayer. Very important that we pray this prayer. Psalm 119 verse, rather 1 Kings chapter 4 verse 29. I always pray this prayer. I'm, I've been praying it since the beginning of this year. Lord, a large heart. 1 Kings 4 29. This was said of Solomon. God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding. That's, that's fine. Exceeding much. That's fine. And what? Largeness of heart. Even as the sand that is on the seashore. <laughs> Largeness of heart. Even as the sand that is on the seashore. I pray that prayer, Lord. Lord, largeness of heart. As the sand by the seashore. You can't count it. Largeness of heart is what makes you look at, look at offense and just ignore it. Because many people, when God blesses you and offense, because the more blessing you have, the more offense rises. And so if your heart is not large, you will collapse. The pressure, the blessing can make you very uh, stressed. Just be blaming. Oh, what's this about? I mean, God blessed me recently with a powerful, amazing job, something massive. But the pressure there is, ah, I have to work 24-7, even Sundays. I still sent a mail this morning approving something. You have to if I don't have a large heart, I'll be blaming that you share Largeness of heart. Your heart has to be large. To receive those things that you are confessing. God is checking your heart. Is your heart large enough to do you have capacity? Remember Kappa? <laughs> From last week. Kappa. You have to build Kappa. And so the S there is what? The small mindset. The very important that you work. So the I there is what? An impossibility mindset. Believe that God is possible. And the S there is what? what? The small mindset. Very important that you have a large heart. Because that will determine what you are asking. If you have a larger, you ask for bigger things. If you have a larger, you ask for, you think about bigger things. A large heart. And then the last one. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. The P is what? A poverty mindset. Kaya <laughs> Lababayas. A poverty mindset is a combination of an impossibility, mind, impossibility mindset and a small mindset. If you have an impossibility mindset and you have a small mindset, you have a, a poverty mindset. And a poverty mindset is terrible. And that's why I'm telling us to change our ISP this morning. Very important. Those are the ISPs. Poverty mindset is a combination of the impossibility mindset and a small mindset. It births a poverty mindset. A poverty mindset stifles generosity. So subtle, if not quickly detected, can become very cancerous. Poverty mindset. You want to test your heart. And we'll go through a quick test. I know I have just about 15 minutes more. A quick test. We want to do a poverty mentality test. How many of you are ready for that? <laughs> I will ask a series of questions, six questions, to check if you have a poverty mentality. These things are very subtle very subtle and God is looking at our heart I got this from some sermons because I listen to all sorts of pastors <laughs> of course approved people that are validated by kingdom generous and all of that so I listen this this I got this from Keith Moore I've been listening to him for about 10 years he has all his sermons that he has ever preached online so I, I got this test the test poverty mentality test you want to check your heart number one <laughs> they are very funny and you some of us you just see yourself there and God is checking our hearts to see ah boy you're too grotto do you keep everything I will explain but just write it do you keep everything do you keep everything 
poverty mindset. Do you always keep everything? Something you have been using for 10 years. You still keep it. Socks in your OT worn out. They think, ah, but you just want to have it. You've bought another new one. Oh. You have bought a new, brand new one. This one. Let me just be seeing it. Maybe your friend, your friend tells you, ah, socking in new now. Ah, this thing is old. Throw it away. Say, no, no. Ah, where I bought it from is very unique. I can't. It's just, it's very precious. Poverty mindset. You can't discard old stuff. You can't say, ah, I bought this yesterday. I'm giving it out tomorrow. I have to use it till it's worn out before I give it. You can't just buy something brand new and say, tomorrow, okay. Ah, let's give gifts. Pastor, let's the pastor calls us and say, can we bring, all the, bring good stuff to the house of God? We are doing, uh, what, what, charity, hair. Ah, you go to your wardrobe and you say, ah, it live by six, two months. I'm just wanting two months. One, one month. Okay, this one, two years I had. This one is good. No. New stuff. You can. Ah, your heart is a test. It's a test of how large your heart is. Do you keep stuff for so long? You keep it. You know, ah, this thing. You check your wardrobe. You see 19. You have to clear. Declutter. <laughs> you have to declutter. It's a sign of a poverty mindset. Yeah, this thing. Maybe I may not be able to have. Uh, this uh, this new one, but something can just happen to this new one I just bought. So let me just keep this old one. This I don't trust. This new one, this one is tried, it's tested. <laughs> this one is show up, used it for long. <laughs> let me just now. These things I'm saying, I'm also uh, because experiences, life ex- uh, <laughs> that's a poverty mindset that God wants to deliver us from. Do you keep things? Do you always keep everything? You just want to keep it. You want to hide it. This shoe, ah, oh, fine. You just like one thing. You're not wearing it again, you know? But just because it's hanging in your wardrobe, just ah, and it's, it's, you connect with it. <laughs> but as a poverty mindset, God wants to, us to think big beyond these feeble things. Number two, test. Do you always have to use all of it? Do you always have to use all of it? You buy a cream and you have to clean the entire before you buy it. You have to finish everything. Cut it all. Oh, I'm sure most of us did this. You did this one. Your toothpaste. Oh, Jesus. You cut it. You use your brush. Or maybe your perfume. Ah. Uh, I, I used to say it's fleeting. You fleet it on your body. But you check it out. Shut it off. <laughs> Before you have to use everything. No. You don't have to use everything. Or you are lodged in a restaurant. Or you are, uh, you, you are lodged in a hotel. <laughs> you want to pack. To, uh, justify my money. I have to use. Or you are in an airplane. You are, have to pack. It's a poverty mindset. It's a poverty mindset. And God is looking at our hearts, trying to check, look, this guy is not ready. This guy is not ready. You have to be able to drop. You don't have to use all of it. You don't have to use all of it. When I was serving in Sokoto State, I mean, this, I, I, I learned this lesson a lot. I mean, when you are eating in any restaurant, there are some alimentaries. How many of you know alimentaries? They are standing, waiting for you. You must leave something for them in your plate. Yes, they're always, they're just hanging around restaurants. You can't say you want to clean. And some people, you are eating your food, you must clean. Ah, wipe the plate, look, lick the fish you buy. <laughs> you, ah, no. So you have to always leave some remnants. And that's why they, God told the Israelites, you have to leave remnants for people. Don't, don't finish everything. 
don't you don't have to use everything sometimes you can see oh you could I'm, I'm done with that I'm, I'm finished don't, don't worry you can have the rest of it you can just throw it away and get another one you are you are working on your mindset <laughs> these things are connected so by the time you're asking God for one big thing in scripture you have amplified your mind <laughs> yesterday I went to the salon I said have my haircut I wanted to practice this I gave him some money I said keep the change you are expanding capacity you are expanding capacity number three test are you always complaining about how much things cost are you always complaining about how much things cost can you think what you can you think what you why is this work you said 20k what one thing you must remove from your vocabulary is we can't afford it i can't afford it don't ever say that <laughs> don't ever say that your bank account is not gt bank it's not first bank it's not access bank your bank account is in heaven praise god so you you can afford it you can afford it and that's why you must never tell your child for those of us who who have children now and we still have children don't ever tell your child ah we can't afford it because at that age anything that you tell them it sings they just ah we can't afford it we can't afford it poverty mindset already building we can't afford it no you can afford it you can afford it you can believe for it you can believe for anything don't always think something is expensive you look at 50k 50k ah okay <laughs> you can afford don't always complain about how things are ah, a, no <laughs> it's a poverty these things are practical things i'm sure you understand what i'm saying number four quickly ah this one is interesting are you always trying to get it for less or for free you price it down ah Kitmon said this about himself when he was preaching this message. He said, Ah, he came from a lineage of people who used to know how to price things. His grandfather, oh God, hey, go to the market. <laughs> how much is it? 20k. 3k. <laughs> you want to get it for the cheapest? Oh, can, can you give me for free? Can you tell mm, can, 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 Let me not pay anything. Those kind of things misrepresent God. It makes you, especially if you're a Christian. There's nothing called pastor's discount. There's nothing called because I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. Christian discount. No. You are supposed to demonstrate the largesse of God. There's no poverty mindset here. You can pay double. In the message, the guy said, Kidmon said, he bought some instruments. And God said, look, double that amount. Pay more than that. Maybe let's say 300k, pay 600k. And went to tell the guy, how much do you want to pay? No, you, you, when, when they first bought it, I said 200k. And I said, okay, uh, I, believe, I don't want to pay that price. So the people said, oh, really? You want it for less? No, I said, no. Double it on us. He said, eh? <laughs> yeah, double, 400. Really? Why you do those things? You demonstrate who you are in Christ. You demonstrate that, look, I am, I am more than this. Don't always try to get it for free or for less or for cheap. Expand your capacity. So that by the time you are looking at scripture, God has blessed me. With all you you believe those things because your capacity has enlarged to that to that to that degree. You have a, you have enlarged your capacity, and it's in these simple simple practices. Poverty mindset. Look at another one. <laughs> Do you never look at or talk about the highest priced items? Do you never look at or talk about the highest priced items? <laughs> 
you go to you go to <laughs> where shoes are sold, and the guy tells you, <laughs> "These ones are between five k to ten k. These ones are between twenty k <laughs> to twenty and fifty k. But these ones, they are between hundred to one fifty. <laughs> you just go, okay, twelve to ten k. Walk there, even if you can't buy it. Walk there. Look at it." Look at, you have to expand your capacity. Let me tell you, many times you get there and realize that are, even without them telling you the price, you can afford it. You get there and say, okay, it's not even that expensive. Pastor, but you used to tell a, a story about some, a restaurant whenever he travels abroad. And he goes to a particular restaurant whenever I see Bid of Gottsman, or there's a name of a restaurant, powerful restaurant. All the top celebrities go there. And so whenever he goes there, he doesn't just restaurant, simple restaurant. He just goes to a cheap because a bit of ah, for celebrities because he sees celebrities always go there. One day, God just challenged them and said, look, just go there and see. And he walked in and he saw that what he was paying for in the cheaper restaurant is even lesser here. But because of his small mindset, a poverty mindset, ah, I want, I want to loan, I want to love it. No! You have to challenge your assumptions. You have to challenge your mindset. Challenge your thinking. Look at the price items. Go there. How much is it? 50k. Alright. Sometimes you have to buy big stuff. Oh, cheapness. Yeah, I mean, the kingdom of God is you are a wealth, you come from a wealthy dynasty. God has everything. And these are the practices we have to have. I mean, last, I mean, listen to Pastor Pastor Dami last night. He was telling us you have to break kingdoms you have to go into territories go into the, um, the entertainment sector go into you can't get there and be feeling eh, eh? let me just be carrying myself gently no if god has said you are going to be the head and not the tail look at joseph for example what do you think was going through his mind when he stood in front of pharaoh when he was made prime minister all of those things were to prepare his large heart, large heart. And so all the experiences you are going through now is large heart. They are bigger things. God wants to bring you before dignitaries. See as how a man diligent in his business shall stand before kings and not before mean men. That diligence is so that you can have a large heart. That diligence, that thing you are doing constantly, putting your heart out there, is so you can expand your capacity. So by the time you stand before a king, you say someone is a king. You know a king? <laughs> they don't deal with cheap stuff, oh. He can just give you one billion. Go and do this project for me. And you say, hey, one billion. You have never had So you have to expand your capacity. This is something I'm learning. It's not easy. Because the higher you go, the more you have to stretch. You have to stretch to take in more. You have to talk to people, talk to state governments, talk to governors. You have to expand your capacity. You have to be able to think big. Don't think about small stuff. You have to buy. You package yourself. Buy. Ha. Hey, buy expensive stuff. I'm learning those things too. Last one. Are you bothered about what other people spend, have, or do? Are you bothered about what other people spend, have, or do? Somebody buys a, a, a classic car, shining, 3.5 million. Which man wish to buy? Just buy something. There could be offering, tight, what you your brother no when if you are like that <laughs> it's a poverty mindset i remember when i was a child <laughs> ah, so, and these experiences are all through your life kaduna said back then we had some financial challenges growing up and my mom sent me to one of these ladies that sell bread 
and get bread at a discount. Just tell her, I will give her the money later. Bread, maybe 100 naira bread. So I went there, told the woman, ah, one bread and all of that. Bread, a little, 100 naira. 100 naira, long, long. That statement stuck with me for 20 years. I still remember to today. In my mind, ah, 100 naira is very expensive. They are 100 naira. It's a joke. Just go in my house and say, 100 naira, long, long. They will remember because from my own perspective, the way she said, I was like seven years or eight years. 100 naira, long, long. Ah. I just went back. And since that, I said, 100 naira is very expensive. Ah, wow, very, money is very hard to get. Ah, 100 naira. In training myself to develop, expand my capacity, I mean, I went to buy toothpaste, a very expensive one. I went to the shop. I said, I want this particular brand of toothpaste. The woman said, it is expensive, oh. I said, that's what I want. Most people don't buy it. I said, that is what I want. Even the daughter of the guys, it's not everybody, don't this, let give it to him. It's not everybody that is, give it. I said, bro, how much is it? 2000, 2002. <laughs> how expensive. I said, that is what I want. You expand your capacity. Don't look for the cheapest items. Ah, I'm on 5K, 3K. Of course, it's good to be prudent. These are practical things that we expand. But by the time you start confessing scripture and you start accepting certain knowledge and you look at 2 Corinthians 9 8, God, what does it say in 2 Corinthians 9 8? He said, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you have in all sufficiency, in all things, may be able to abound unto every good work. When you see those scripture, you are you are able, you are thinking at the level of God. And so your ISP, your I is what? An impossibility mindset. Your S is what? A small mindset. And your P is what? So, how do you deal with a poverty mindset? I just quoted the scripture, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Can we have that in amplified version? Amplified version. This is the thought. This is how God thinks. Big thinking. Big picture thinking. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And we call it a day. Praise God. Have you been blessed? 2 Corinthians 9, 8. He said, And God is able to make all grace. Ah! This scripture shook me some two, two, three days ago. All grace. God is... Like Pastor always say, He says things with authoritative finality. If you can't tell many all and always and every that is in this statement, God is not cooking by some I can give you everything. All grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always, under all circumstances, whatever the need, be self sufficient, possessing enough. To require no aid or support and what furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation do you believe that God is able to do this <laughs> when you confess this kind of scriptures impossibility mindset can jump out small thing it can come out poverty it's not possible now that's how God does it all grace I was prophesying this scripture into my life three days ago. Three, I um, two weeks ago. In 24 hours, massive open door. <laughs> my post, I just say, God is able to make all grace. Prophesy, God is able to make all grace. I bound towards me. 
look, the ways of God, God doesn't think. And that's why Isaiah 55 tells us the way I think is not the way you think. The things I ask are not the things you ask. I do way, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so you have to align. 2021 is massive. It's loaded with blessings. It's loaded with miracles. But you have to work on your impossibility mindset. You have to work on your mind or your small mindset. We all have to work on poverty mindset. All of these things are blockers to accepting the knowledge of the goodie bags that are in us. Can we rise? As we begin to pray, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse, chapter 2, verse 16. Lasso, can you begin to pray right? Pray in the spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 16, let's have that. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. He said, but we have, what do you have? You have the mind of Christ. Begin to declare right now that, oh, you have the mind of Christ. As you accept the knowledge, you give vent to your spirit. There is no blocker in your spirit that stands in the way of the goodie bags that are in you. The word of God breaks the hammer. The breaks the hammer of unbelief breaks the hammer of a small mindset I do not have a poverty mindset I have great stuff God is preparing me for massive stuff God is taking me to great places I do not deal with small stuff God cannot bless you beyond your capacity to receive begin to expand your capacity right now in the realm of the spirit expand your heart to take in more to take in more I have the mind of Christ. Praise God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We're going to take this confession as we close. One to go. I do not have an impossibility mindset. I have the mind of Christ. I do not have a small mindset. I have the mind of Christ. I do not have a poverty mindset. I have the mind of Christ. Therefore, I acknowledge, I accept every knowledge of every good thing in me. And I possess and experience all that belongs to me. I fulfill my destiny in Jesus' name. Praise God forevermore. Give him praise, give him praise. Glory to God. Wow, what a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at Parpoint Tribe.